Hi, welcome. Good evening. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight we're going to talk about adulting. <coughs> adulting. You know, I don't think that was a word until like a few years ago. No, I think it was officially put into like the Urban Dictionary not that long ago. The uh, definition that I got off the internet was the practice of behaving in a way characteristic of a responsible adult. Especially the accomplishment of mundane but necessary tasks. Wait a second, I looked that same thing up. Mundane but necessary tasks. I guess it's like, yeah, like paying your bills. Yeah, and budgeting, uh, things like that. Getting up when the alarm goes off. Oh my goodness, a job. Going to work. Going to work on time. Yeah. We joke about these things because we're at the point where it's second nature to us, but it is a challenge sometimes for, for people growing up and. Do you know why? I think we're kind of trying to take this in, a, in the direction of our faith, though, too. Yes, because actually, if you go to uh, YouTube, the Greenbrook Preacher, Shannon had a great sermon last... Two weeks ago. No, I think it was just this Sunday. About Actually, the personal last responsibility. two. Personal responsibility was this last Sunday, which, yeah. which was, um, you know, this is the 16th. So it would have been, let me see, just okay. the, well, the 11th of October. All right. But uh, I wanted to say, I think I understand why people fight becoming an adult. Mm. Okay, there's a few reasons. First, this is an impromptu list by Jane. Okay. First, because being an adult has a negative connotation, like it's no fun. Yeah. Second, true. our... Uh, our fast and instant society doesn't encourage adulting. We just, we want everything now, 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 now. And that's not being an adult. Right. We learn to have patience. And one thing I want to say, then I'll let you talk. Here's a quote from Eugene. You're going to let me talk? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's very adult of you because you could say, hey, I'm the husband. You don't need to let me talk. Why would I say something like that? I don't know. I don't know either. Of course, you can talk whenever you want. But Eugene Peterson says... God's characteristic way of working is in quietness and prayer. Very low key. Mm -hmm. And that's very uh, mature. And we need to learn to work the way God works. Okay, go ahead. I personally, I I would challenge this this, um, worldview of saying that there's a negative connotation to being an adult. I certainly don't think there is. Oh, I love being I an adult. I love being an adult. I love being the age that I'm at, that God put me in right here, right now. I think this is exactly where we're meant to be. You are where you were meant to be right now. Um, but I, I I look kind of with pity on someone who can't be an adult when they should be. Well, what someone age, who is not What mature. age were you when you felt like you, you felt like an adult? Because I had a moment in time. I'm like, oh. When was your moment in time? When I was 23 years old. Okay. I, I don't remember, but I was 23, and I was like, wow, I feel grown up. I'm a grown up now. <laughs> I don't think I ever once said, wow, I feel like I'm a grown up. I don't remember ever oh, saying that. I don't that. know, but I'm thinking that. Or when anything. I was 23, I must have been in the Army then, and I thought, I don't know. It wasn't because I was in the Army, but there was just a moment in time I felt, I felt grown up. I felt like. Well, I felt like I have an adult life. There is something about, you know, there's a time when um, adulthood is almost thrust on us once we start taking care of other people, once we become responsible. But, you know, yeah. You know, and, but um, 
I would hope that we're there before we have the responsibility of others to take on right. upon ourselves. And it, the sad part is that maturity is seen as something to be to run away from and not towards. Yeah, and, we're and I think to be mature. and biblically, it's of course we're called just the opposite way. You know, First uh, Corinthians three two, Paul's talking. He says, "I give you milk, not solid food, for you're not ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready." Um, you know, someone who's mature and who's just content in who they are and they're just a mature person there's such a fresh a breath of fresh air they're just done with the drama and they can just be real i think yeah. that's what maturity is yeah and i think it's it's interesting because someone who might not want to be mature because they don't like the thought of that yeah definitely wouldn't want to be called immature well no but it's really one way or the other. Either you are ready for the solid food of the world or you are still on milk. That's mm-hmm. the way it goes. And um, it does take a conscious deci- decision to be that person. Mm-hmm. It takes a conscious decision to, to grow up. Yeah, and yep. th- here this is Jane's wisdom. Okay. I think a human should get better with age. I agree. And I, I, I found this list, and I didn't agree with all of them, but I did circle ones that I, I agreed with, that things that get better with age. Whiskey. I am not a whiskey drinker, but I know people who are, and I guess whiskey needs to age for like at least three years, depending. So that is a good one. Whiskey is not just used for drinking. It's all sorts of things. I don't know. Leather boots, if they're good Very leather boots, so. or leather shoes. Yep, the longer you have them, the more comfortable they are. Yep, cheese, good cheese, not the American cheese. That's not real <laughs> cheese, but I guess cheese does. I've never seen, I've never had to age cheese, but cheese is supposed to be aged. That's jeans. Very much so. A pair of blue jeans. Very much so. You don't want to get rid of those blue jeans. I love 13 MWZ blue jeans from Wranglers. They are stiff as a board when you get them. They're dark, dark blue, but you can't wait to wash them. They stay dark blue, but I will say... Well, they do fade over time. But a little can, bit. But it can be... You can have that pair of jeans for 10 years, use it hard, and it's still there because it's built like cast iron. And you But look even good though in those. you love those jeans, yes. when you first buy them, you can't wait to wash them. Well, that's true. At least get a little comfort in But I, I do like... Once you, you don't want... I don't want to get out of my jeans. No. You know, I just... Once you get into a pair of comfortable... The, yeah. They're just like... Yep. Comfy. Art... You know, if it's a famous artist, it does uh-huh. get better with age because it probably gets more worth more. Well, yeah, and I even like like bronze statues and stuff. Once they get a, get a patina on them, they mm-hmm. look so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, even old cars, things like that. Mm-hmm. There's just some something special about seeing well earned years mm-hmm. on something that's a classic that still lasts. That's that's and that's why it is with with humans. Someone who's really lived their years well, mm-hmm. as they get older and older. Yep. <sighs> They're so cute, and and I I think our um oh there's our son in the background, our uh, our society's view of beauty is so limited, but mm. I think someone who's really mature and loving life and close to Jesus and and just being who they're supposed to be as they get older and older they get more and more beautiful, you know and every wrinkle everything. Just adds to that beauty if yeah. if they're within it. And I, I need to think about myself. I agree, and I think I think, yeah. uh, I think people should take pride in their laugh lines because mm-hmm. that just means that you're a happy person. Mm-hmm. You have joy in your life. So. And they said wine. That's an and, mm-hmm. and Jesus talks about that in the Bible. Right. 
and I think it had something to do with the fermentation. I'm not sure, but a home gets better with age in that you understand how important it is mm-hmm. more and more as you get home, you know. Um, right. Let's see what else. House slippers, if you don't lose them, I guess. They said house slippers. I'll take your words. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of the things. And they said love mm-hmm. and sex. I put that one on there. Sex gets better. If you're with a married person, your spouse, for years and years and years, it gets better with because practice. But I will say a human, as in like a nice, comfortable pair of jeans, you should get better with age. Mm-hmm. It should be. A, see, that's the, that's the thing that I think is missed is people have a tendency to think when we, when we stop getting taller, when stop getting taller, um, we're grown up instead of <laughs> the fact that it's not about stopping growth. Right. I, like I stopped growing any taller when I was in eighth grade, but hopefully my my personage as a human being and as a as a follower of Christ, I am growing continually now. I think I'm growing faster now than I was when I was younger, and I think that's the that's what we have to take into consideration is the fact that as we mature, as we move farther along with our walk with Christ, we are in that maturity. We are growing exponentially. I think we grow faster once we get relaxed in about everything else. I think so, too. I think that, you know what that reminds me of is technology. I mean, just think of the last five years. I mean, Mm -hmm. technology is going faster and faster and faster. What what we can do with technology, and that's kind of like our spiritual walk. Once we allow God to start working in our lives... The more and more and more we will grow, and the well, more advanced yeah, it's, we get. It's I don't know if I'd use technology for that example, oh, but yeah, I understand bad. what you mean. It's just once we make one small connection, then it's easier to make more and more. I've got kind of an interesting article here Ooh. on uh, sure, out, from maybe. Outreach Magazine. Okay, it's uh, it's by an author named Matt Brown, and it's, it's five signs that you're a mature Christian. I really like these. Ooh. Uh, the first one is you receive the truth of the gospel as it was passed down to you. And he uh, mentions Greg Laurie saying, you're, you're just supposed to be God's paper boy. It's mm. not about you. You oh. take it exactly the way God gave it. Don't try and wrap it around your life or twist it to fit you. Mm. Part of your maturity is just simply to receive the gospel the way it was, was passed mm. along, the way it was meant to be. And it's one of those things that once when we can get out of the way of those things, um, it helps. And in uh, um, Hebrews 6.3, this is one I used in church, I remember, mm-hmm. therefore let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and take be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance for acts that lead to death and, the, and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on the hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. In other words, um, we're supposed to move beyond that that fundamental foundational stuff that we've been given, we may have been given it as a child, but we're not supposed to stop there. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be moving on. And I love this. Um, Paul says in Galatians, he even says, but even if an, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Mm-hmm. In other words, when you are mature, you will accept God's word as God's word and you won't have to try and find a way to twist it to meet your own personal mm. demands. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a sign of maturity there. Well, that, uh, I, um, 
what you're saying in, when it comes into my brain is that it's all about God, nothing about me. Sure. So, I mean, it's like we keep God in the center of his message and we don't try to shape it around us. We shape ourselves around God or in God. Yeah, the second point he brings up is you stop pointing out everyone else's sins and start confessing oh, your own. Oh, yeah. And that is a maturity thing for mm-hmm. sure. And, I mean, you can see that early on in a small child. Oh, yeah. It's real quick to blame somebody else. Yeah. He did it, he did it, he did He did that to me first or whatever. It's a sign of maturity when you get to that point where you can stop looking at someone else and say, what did I do? Mm-hmm. What, what, what is my responsibility? I, there's a thought that's been going in my head the last couple of weeks. And that, let's say you have a problem with a certain person. Uh-huh. And they do something that drives you crazy and you wish they would stop. And because you just can't imagine, you would never do what they do. And it, why I bring that up is that if we think about that, that right there, it's usually because that's a sin that we don't have any problem with. So we kind of think, they should be just like me. I'm so much better than they are because I never have any Mm -hmm. problem with that. But what that's doing is just what Jesus says. Quit looking the speck in his eye. Right. On the person's eye and take the log out of your eye. It's just that we are then doing what, I mean, all of, lots of people do this. They they rate sins. Like, this sin right. is a whole lot worse well, than and this even, sin. Well, and even other than that, um, we have a tendency to do everything in a comparative manner. Yes. And yes. that's a sign of maturity. When you stop comparing yourself to other one, others, whether it's what you have or what you don't have, whether it's your sin or whether it's your mm-hmm. success, when you stop comparing yourself to others and stop judging others mm-hmm. based upon what you want to be judged as, mm-hmm. then that is a sign of maturity. There's a verse, and I don't think I'm going to find it here, but okay. it says something about the only one we're supposed to compare ourselves to is Jesus Christ. And, of course, we'll always come up short there, but that's why, you know, he died for us, and right. we can accept him, and then God sees us through him, so... Uh, the third one he brings up here is you watch your words and know when not to speak. I oh. think that is a huge sign of maturity. Yeah. And it's something I certainly wish we had more of in this world. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more damaging or more has more potential wickedness or evil than the tongue. It is amazing how much damage, damage someone can do when... Uh, a mouth, uh, thought in their head comes unfiltered out their mouth. Mm-hmm. And we see it with politicians, we see it with the press, we see it with leaders, we see it with children. We see it from a lot of people. And that concept of, you know, I'm just going to hold my peace for now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, James 3.2 says, if we, Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and we could also control ourselves in every other way. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that controlling the tongue is hard, but as you age, you get better at that. You realize that someone saying something to you right now might just be blowing off steam, and you mm-hmm. don't need to get involved in the drama or the anger of it. Wait, it'll be gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just be quiet today. Mm-hmm. You have someone that, that uh, is angry and, and lashes out at you. With maturity, you understand that it's only escalating if you get... if you. If you have to lash back out at that person the same way, you're just escalating the situation and that's not benefiting you at all. So maturity says, 
go ahead, just let it go. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those one of those steps towards maturity, and I wish we saw more of that. And I think one of the biggest problems in society today, in our world today, is the fact that people can't have conversations. Yeah, I had a really neat um, little training recently. Yeah, and, you were so excited about it. Well, the first one I had, I, I've had two of them recently, and, and they're both really good. But the first one was talking about how to teach students how to argue. Oh, that is good. And one of the first questions the instructor asked us, they said, you know, how do you define an argument? Mm-hmm. And then he said, how do you define a fight? Mm. And then he said, are they the same thing? Well, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. You should be able to discuss someone, debate something, talk to someone about a topic, an issue, um, whatever is going on in in such a way that you can argue with them without fighting. Mm-hmm. Once you start to fight, then you lose all, all charity. There is nothing left. You, you, your mind is closed and you're just trying to, to beat down the door with your own hammer. And I think in our world that is sadly lacking. We have so many people that want to scream and shout and yell and holler and get in someone's face, but no one wants to listen. And no one wants to just sit down and have a quiet conversation. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be loud. And, and You know, there's another mark of maturity. <clears throat> you go ahead and you allow yourself to be misunderstood by others. Hmm. I I have uh, I'm writing a book right now, and I know I'm supposed to be writing this book, and I don't I don't know what's going to happen with it. Maybe it's just for me to write. I mean, I have no expectations. Of course, there's a part of me thinks, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful? It got published, and God used it in other people's lives. But I don't know. I have no idea. I just know I'm supposed to write it. Well, I have. Um, I'm not going to a, a, a certain Bible study for about a month because of the book and because of other situations, but I told the Bible study leader that uh, I'm going to uh, not go for the first month because I'm focused on trying to get this book going. And I know I'm a little, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word. I know, Shannon, I'm, I'm okay. They they are listening. Okay, I'm a little embarrassed because I feel the person she and then she told everybody at the Bible study Jane's writing a book and and there's nothing wrong with her saying that or whatever. But I kind of feel like she thinks this this big theological nonfiction like thing full of truths about Jesus and it's not. It's it's a fiction young adult book that it's about this girl who has to save her town from the blue curse of the whole world really. And, and, okay, and I bring okay. that up. Okay, wait, there's a reason I bring that up. Right. I told another friend, she asked me, this other friend, Tiffany, asked me, how's the book going? I said, I'll tell you in the message, because we had been talking, we had to go, and and I, and I didn't want to explain it to her verbally, because I'm better at writing. And so I explained it to her, and she said, you know, I've learned we don't have to explain ourselves. If God's told you to do something, you just do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and I. Does that you, have anything you, to do with when what? You br- well, when you brought that a little bit, when you brought that up to me the first time, the, the whole situation about worrying that people are misconstruing the concept of writing a book. Yeah. Um, my reaction to that was, well, why do you care? Well, true, I don't care. But there is a little bit of you that still 
I guess there's a part of me that... And whether it's something that we... Sometimes it, those these feelings come because um, of an insecurity, but also sometimes it's because we... We don't want somebody else to stumble or to be confused or be embarrassed by something we do and or a, a mistake that we could correct and fix and some of those things. But I think really um, a sign of a true adult is really just someone who's peaceful mm-hmm. and is happy with silence. Mm-hmm. Just happy with just just being themselves. The fourth thing that this... Uh, this writer mentioned was that you are less dependent on yourself and increasingly dependent upon Christ. Oh, that's really And boy, is that ever a sign of adulting. Yeah. When you give up control Mm -hmm. enough to understand your dependence. Mm -hmm. And that takes some doing. That's not a quick thing. That's Mm -hmm. something that um, a lot of 20s and 30s and even 40s are still working on right Mm -hmm. now is that I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. If I did it, it's because I did it, not because God did it. You know, um, we are works in progress. Oh, that's true. We are works in progress. Uh, God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to make you prosper. But they are plans to make you prosper. They are working. God is at work in you, and God will be at work in you until the day that you stand face to face with Him. I'm so glad. So if we are. If we get understanding that and stop fighting the pull of God mm-hmm. and just go with the flow, mm-hmm. oh, it's amazing what the world, what what the Spirit can turn lo- loose in you and how the world can just fade away. Because the more dependent we get on Christ, the easier it is for the Spirit to work in our lives. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that verse. Sure, it's a verse you were talking about. Um, excuse me, Philippians one six. For I am confident of this very thing. That he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And that is, I'm just, I'm uh-huh. so thankful. I think, okay, I'm 52. God has done so much in my life every single year. But, I mean, if I compare myself even who I am now, who I was 10 years ago, wow, it's just totally a different person. I mean, I'm still the same person, of course, but, I mean, there's, no, I've we, learned we have, we have so changed much. a lot. I just, I am so thankful he never, and it seems like there's some lessons. We all have places in our lives that maybe we need more instruction than others. And it feels like he's had to teach and reteach and reteach certain lessons in my life, but he never gives up. He's like, okay, she didn't get it. Let's try it this way. And I mean, of course, God knows when I'm going to get it, but he never stops. He, And he doesn't condemn. No, you know? and I think that... Some of that, again, some of that comes with maturity in our in our walk with God. Is we we become comfortable, yeah, in our walk with God, comfortable in being led. Um, Buck Brannaman's a horse trainer, and I got a chance to see him and talk to him, and um, went to a colt training clinic when I was when we were still living out in Illinois, and he had an interesting. Way of, he was he was inter- was trying to show someone what it's like if they are too quick with their hands and jerk mm-hmm. on the reins too much. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he said, "Come over here and hold my hand." He said, "If we're going to walk, and I'm just going to lead you around by your hand." And he said, "All I want you to do is close your eyes and just go where I'm leading you." Okay. And walking around, no big deal. Just walking, walking, walking. And all of a sudden, he jerked that hand, and the person jerked back against it and fought oh, it and fought it. Yeah. And he and and opened their eyes up right away, and he said, "No, no, no! You got to keep your eyes closed." And they started walking gently, and they jerk it again the other direction. 
And he said, that's what your horse feels. Oh, yeah. You're not telling him you're about to pull on that rein until you jank, yank, yeah. yank on it. And I think as we get more in tune with God mm-hmm. and we trust him, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to pull as hard because we're just going with him. And mm-hmm. it becomes a dance. It becomes mm-hmm. something where it, we are in union with each other. And that is a maturity thing. That's something you have to learn because if you don't trust the leading that, that, that right. God is putting in your life, if you do not trust the Holy Spirit to take control of your life and do things in your life, if you don't, re- if you don't surrender that to Him, you're going to be fighting it. Mm-hmm. And nobody can live in conflict for very long without being exhausted yeah. and completely lost. Mm-hmm. So you have to have uh, that confidence that who you're following is worth following and that God is in complete control. But sometimes that takes a lot of lessons to get there. Yeah. And thankfully, God is patient with us and, and lets us get there. He I lets think, us mature. Yeah. Well, and I think also we just, the longer we walk with God, the more the more we know Him. And it's just a relationship that deepens and deepens. And He doesn't expect us to be able to fly when we first start walking. Or I, I, um, I've been... I, I, do yoga in the morning and don't worry it's no weird yoga it's just a lot of stretching and poses and stuff well some christians have a problem with it anyway i have been listening to our past podcasts because i wondered how they sound they sound pretty good but i want to recommend one of them uh if you're interested in getting closer to god and and you're hearing this one if you haven't listened to how to hear god's voice it's down i don't know it's down toward the beginning of our podcast. This is our forty-first podcast, and and um, I recommend that one. I, rec- I recommend all of them, and make a comment. Well, I and I good. think um, the last point I want to bring oh, the last okay. point up from this article is he says you make every effort to build on your faith, mm. and that again I think it all goes part and parcel with this drawing closer to God. Yeah, the more you understand it, the more you want that understanding Mm -hmm. the more you are comforted the more comfort you want the more knowledge you have the more knowledge you want Mm -hmm. the closer you get the closer you want to be and i think that works so well with our walk with god and once you have gotten past all the the fundamental elementary oh you're in charge not me oh you're god i'm not Mm -hmm. oh your decisions better than my decisions Mm -hmm. once you get past the fundamental things and you start to get in tune with God, and you start to really release to Him, then I think you will start to mature. But that is something that goes on forever. Mm-hmm. I know that I am much different than I was ten years ago. I'm different than I was five years ago, mm-hmm. and I'll be different than I than I am today, ten years from now, because it is a constant process for us to keep growing closer and closer to God, which is an amazing thing. If you just put the imagery in your head. We're, every breath you take is one step closer to heaven. Amen. And as we mature, we are growing closer and closer to who God really wants us to be in the end. And that's yeah. what he, that's what he wants for us. For yeah. multiple reasons. One of one of them is simply because you know, he told us that's, you know, you should be following you should be like Jesus, but in addition to that, I really think it's what's best for us. Yeah. I think that's why God wants it for us. Yeah. Not because he wants you know, somebody who doesn't question his ways, of course he does. That's that's not even a big deal to him. 
but because he knows it's best for us in our lives and we will live happier, more content, more fulfilling, more mm-hmm. productive lives if we are mature in our faith. Yeah, and it's it's also, we're getting, when we let God mature us and we get closer to God, we're becoming the person he created us to be. And when we are totally ourselves, we're free to be who we are called to be, we are, like you said, happier. We're just, it's like a, a, a bird that has broken its wings and it's not happy or it's put in a cage and it gets healed and then when it finally can fly, that's when it's happy. It's not happy to be put in a cage or constricted or it needs to be able to fly, but those wings have to work and be, and, and, and that's like us. We, we each were created to be ourselves, however that is. And you'll not find out who you really are by going into the world or asking other people's opinions or, or, um, trying to act like celebrities or or trying to act like anyone else, you will find out who you're really meant to be when you seek Jesus Christ. Because he's the creator. God created you. And you're a work of art. God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us, God himself has a plan for you individually. That's a good plan. And you know what he wants you to do? Follow the plan. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, whatever God leads you to do, whatever the Spirit is leading you to do, whatever you feel that God is is leading you towards, put prayer into it, put thought into it, listen to what God is saying. And when He when you hear a distinctive calling, follow that calling, and you will find yourself in a place where you are comfortable and you are mature and you are joyful and you are happy because you're doing what God intended from the very beginning, and that is that we spend time with Him. We worship Him, and we find joy in the life that He's given us. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Hey, thanks for listening. Maturity is a good thing. God bless. You have a nice uh, weekend. Bye-bye.